Okay, y'all. So today we are going to talk about the French and Indian War. And those of you that are on Zoom, I'm going to share my screen really quickly. Okay, so here are my notes. Um, the essential question is actually going to be a learning target. So I'll type that in as we get to it. Those of you in the classroom, your paper should be... Um, Portrait, not landscape. So your portrait should be vertical. And we will come over to the top right and put our first and last name, please. Today's date is November 9th, and you all are block one. And over here, please label this SS. Um... We're going to say Road to the American Revolution because later on this week we're going to be reading Paul Revere's Ride, but in order for you to fully appreciate Paul Revere's Ride, uh, the events leading up to the American Revolutionary War, we first have to talk about the French and Indian War because that was kind of like a um, warm-up to the American Revolution. So Road to the American Revolution. And then put in parentheses, French and Indian War. Um, this will, what I'm getting ready to tell you will go in your notes as well. But um, the French and Indian War goes by two different names. It goes by the French and Indian War, obviously. It also is referred to as the Seven Years War. But the thing about the Seven Years War is it actually lasted nine years. So the names of this war are kind of crazy. Um, I have a few more people coming in to Zoom. Let me see who they are. Bree, and I don't know who Cloud Mouth Math, excuse me, is. So we're gonna we're gonna go and put a no on that one. All right. So up here, our learning target today. I can explain how the distance between Britain and her colonies and Britain's finances impacted how, let's change her to it so it's not confusing, how it governed the 13 colonies. All right, so finish writing that. And those of you at home, real quick, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen and then I'll put it right back up there. I'm gonna type in your new learning target. between Britain and its colonies and Britain's finances impacted how it governed the 13 colonies. Alrighty. Um, Alright, Zoomers. I'm sharing again. Here you go. So, I changed your learning target here. Okay, before, are y'all still writing? Okay, that's cool. Keep writing. Hold on, I'm going to go turn the lights out and open some of the blinds. You like, I like the little twisty ones. I like where, like, I don't, I like egg noodles, but in a soup, they're too long and they get kind of like, yeah. So, anyway, my favorite soup is like a potato-based soup, though. All right, so um, we did our learning target. 
Before we start talking about how the British government was dealing with the 13 colonies and all that stuff, tell me what were the 13 colonies? Where were they located? Okay, not all over the world. The 13 colonies of, what, what were, what, give me some of the 13 colonies. Was North Carolina one of the 13 colonies? Raise your hand if you think North Carolina was one of the 13 colonies. Raise your hand if you think that it was not. Okay. North Carolina was definitely one of the thir original 13 colonies. So let's back up a little bit before we start talking about the French Revolution. Um, and let's do this. So I'm going to draw a little box. If you want to, you can. Um, I know that you all... If you have a ruler, awesome. If not, I'm sorry. Um, I will do my best to like get y'all rulers and all that. Okay, so let's start this with what were the 13 colonies? All right, so you know how like Christopher Columbus, um, Ponce de Leon, uh, all those type people. You know how they were explorers, right? Don't write, just listen to me right now. All right, so you know how they were explorers, and you know how they found, and you see me using air quotes, they found the new world. And all these people started settling the new world, right? Right? So we're good there. Okay, tell me what the new world was. Where was the new world located? Huh? Okay, Europe was part of, huh? Right, in the Americas. So, let's do this. Alright, so we had, I'm going to draw a little boat. We had explorers who found the new world, which were the Americas. Hey, in Zoomers, what I'm doing right now is not on the type copy at all. So, when you... When we're finished with this, I'll paste a picture of my written copy, and then um, you can just put what I'm doing up here on the bottom of your written copy. All right, so the explorers came to the New World, which is the Americas. After that, Britain claimed the land that is modern day United States East Coast. Alright, so Britain had claimed the land that was modern day United States East Coast. And this included the the and they created 13 colonies. North Carolina, South Carolina were part of the 13 colonies as was Virginia, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, New York, Georgia, and others that I've left out because I wasn't counting. So, Britain claimed the land that is modern-day United States East Coast. So, from there, we have the creation of the 13 colonies. And these were British colonies. They were run by the British monarchy, um, queen or king, depending on what time period. 
And this, the first colony was, or the first settlement, a successful settlement, was Jamestown in 1607. So just to give you a reference of like how long this was going on between the first settlement and then the start of the American Revolutionary War. So basically the British um, heavily tax the colonies, which lead the colonies want to leave British rule and start their own country, which is now America. So you had the revolution and these colonies gained their independence from the British and are no longer colonies. At that point, they become the collection of states that is known as the United States of America. So this is how we get to the 13 colonies. All right, so over here, this is the eastern seaboard of the United States. Poorly drawn. So like right here would be like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia, Maryland, and then up here you have like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, um, Massachusetts. These are all so small, like they're not in that order. I just wrote them because they're all in that same area up there. So let's say I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Who am I leaving out? Oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. By the way, y'all, we watched this cool documentary on, like, Salem, Massachusetts last night. And it talks about the Salem witch trials. So, if you're into that kind of thing, it was really good. All right. So, who else do I leave out? I just need a list. I don't want to have to click on anything. 13 colonies. Oh, Rhode Island is one. So now I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. One more I need. Oh, Massachusetts. New Hampshire. Okay. All right. I know y'all are writing, so I'll like stop for just a minute and let y'all keep writing. Sorry, those of you on Zoom. I had to look that up real quick. Where did it go? Here it is. And then over here, poorly drawn, because I, I don't draw well. I'm just going to write the UK, of which Britain is included. And this is the Atlantic Ocean. So we'll slap that right there. There you go. All right, I'll give you just a few seconds. And we'll get caught up. Those of you on Zoom, does anybody have any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that? Okay, cool. All right, so what we're going to talk about here is Britain governing from a distance. So there are 3,460 miles between New York and London. So there are 3,000 miles between Britain and the United States. 
So 3,460 miles between the United between New York and London. The Atlantic Ocean created a barrier that allowed that allowed the colonists to avoid trade laws and smuggle goods and mainly the smuggling was of like rum and whiskey because during sorry y'all during this time period rum and whiskey was used like money like for people that were selling illegally or legally but for those that were selling um or smuggling this whiskey and rum Rather than like hand over cash and stuff like that, they would just hand over the alcohol. So whiskey and rum was very important to um, the ideals that led to the American Revolution. It also allowed the colonists to avoid, to some extent, taxes imposed by the British government and it allowed the colonists the space to create a democratic government because being that there was 3,000 miles between Britain and the colonies eventually the British government puts troops and stuff like that in the colonies but therefore, a time, the colonists just kind of had free reign to do what they wanted. So, allowed the colonists space to develop a democratic government. And when I say a democratic government, Devontae, you don't need your iPad out. Just put it away. When I say a democratic government, I'm not talking about like political parties. I'm talking about a government based on democratic principles. All right, so I'll give y'all just a few minutes to get finished up with a little diagram that I drew and all that, and then we will move on. Yes, Jasmine, do you have a question? Okay. Okay. So, are you all, some of you are still writing? That's fine.
Okay. So let's get to the French and Indian War. So here in the middle, I want you to write the French and Indian War. Do you all have the top stuff? Sorry, can I do that? Okay, cool. And then put AKA, which stands for also known as the Seven Years War. By the way, not going to talk about it today, but did you know that Havelock got its name from General, I think he was General, General Havelock? I'll check his title. Anyway, General Havelock, who participated in um, the Sepoy Rebellion, which was like a big part of the French and Indian War. So that's where Havelock got its name. And we'll talk more about that later on. Solomon has like this whole little booklet on it, and I need to go down there and see if I can grab it from him. Excuse me. Okay, so the French and Indian War was technically the First World War. The British were fighting the French and Native Americans here in the colonies. The British were also fighting in India against the Sepoys. Um, and I, they were fighting through Europe too, I believe. But for our purposes, what we need to know is we're going to talk about the French and Indian War as it applies to the colonies. Last year, we talked some about the Sepoy Rebellion. Um... So the Sequoia Rebellion, just know that that happened, and we'll like touch on it a little bit, but that was more like the world history component of the French and Indian War. So in the colonies, it was the British, and put in parentheses, and colonist, against the French and Native Americans. And the British colonists were angry about this because they were over here just doing their thing, living life, whatever. They really didn't have a quarrel. They didn't have a problem with the French. Um, at this time, they were having a, like, a little bit of problems with Native American tribes just because the colonists were encroaching on the Native American lands and stuff like that. But overall, like, the colonists didn't want to fight the French. The colonists had to fight the French because the British government told them to do that. So um, the French and the Native Americans teamed up. Which, yeah, the French and the Native Americans teamed up, and they were fighting against the British and the colonists. 
the colonists were angry. They just kind of wanted to be left alone and do their own thing. But um, that didn't happen. So the colonists were up in the opinion that the colonists were of the opinion that like, they didn't want to be involved in the war like, at all. Hold on, I gotta get that up. Also, this seven years war it lasted nine years, not seven. And France eventually surrenders to Britain. Which sounds all fine and good, but the problem with the French and Indian War is that it cost the British government so much to fight that war that the British government had no money. So the British government decided that since they had no money, they needed to raise taxes, and they raised taxes significantly on the colonists, which made the colonists even more angry because they're like, all right, we just had to fight in this war that we wanted no part of. And now that we fought in this war for you, now you're charging us for a war that we fought in that we didn't want any part of. So colonists are angry. Alright, so this is going to be our last little thing that we're going to do with these notes today. And then we can pick back up tomorrow.
So just do like a little T chart. And over here we're going to write Britain. And on this side we're going to write French. Native Americans. Alright, so over here on in Britain's side, 1749, the Virginia governor created the Ohio Company. And this Ohio company was selling land that the French felt they owned. Hey y'all, hey, lunch is here. All right, um, Hold on. Let me go grab y'all. Alright, y'all can put your stuff away while you want. Alright. Okay, I just give any books, papers, but somebody changes their mind. Okay, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I can. Alright, so Zoomers, um, it's lunchtime, so we're gonna scoot. If you wanna come back at eleven forty, that's cool. Um, otherwise, see you later. Have a good day.